Hello and welcome. It is October 11th, 2021. This is Flight Risk Outdoors, your chance to escape. And welcome to today's show. And we've got a pretty cool show for you today. So stay tuned. Uh, We'll be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to the show, and I am your host, Robert Bruton, and today we're going to talk about camping, and this is going to be, so if you're a a veteran camper and you've camped a lot, this may not be the show. This is more for folks that are have that have uh, either never camped or very camped very little, or maybe it's been, uh, I camped when I was a kid, and you know, I'd like to begin camping again. So this is kind of a beginner 101 class about camping and and just what you need to do to go find a neat place to camp. And a lot of people don't believe or think that because they live in a uh, a big metropolitan area that there's not campsites uh, close for them to go camping. And you can primitive camp in most places, meaning you can take a tent. You don't necessarily have to have an RV. A lot of places allow for uh, tent camping. And uh, so I'm going to share a couple of uh, uh, free uh, apps that you can use. And then uh, also tell you that even if you live in New York City, for example, there, there, are, there are campgrounds and places to camp that are not far out of the city at all. In fact, uh, you probably could uh, take a train or a ferry and get to them and uh, enjoy a weekend of just being under the stars and uh, enjoying a campfire and enjoying yourself uh, at a campsite and just getting unplugged from everything. So... One of the things that uh, I was going to share with you is there is a really neat app. It's uh, done by the government, but it's really cool. It's called recreation.gov, and I am in no way endorsing this, nor are they endorsing the show. Just putting that little stupid legal disclaimer out there. But it's something that I use a lot, so I'm sharing with you something that I enjoy uh, using, and it really helps you find uh, really cool campgrounds. Now, here's kind of how this, it aggregates every national park uh, in the United States and Alaska, uh, even in Hawaii and places like that. So here's the cool thing is you put in the zip code or the name of the town that you want to go, and it will pull up all of the national parks and camping sites that are available within that uh within that zip code, sorry. And so anyway, what's uh, cool is it tells you if there's a fee, it tells you if you can have a campfire, it tells you if it's kid-friendly, it tells you if it's pet-friendly, it tells you all kinds of information if you need to make a... And you'd be surprised at how many parks... uh, I kind of got off a little bit there on the um, making a reservation, okay? Okay. you'd be surprised how many people are now camping. So um, be sure to check. You don't want to get somewhere, have driven all that way uh, to find out that they're absolutely full. So most places can accommodate you, but uh, 
you really want to check, <clears throat> excuse me, you really want to check and make sure that that place, um, if you need a reservation, that you've got it. All right. Um, so having said all that, uh, if you're brand new to the game, if you will, here's here's a list of things that you might want to think about and some stuff, little um, uh, safety things that you want to think about as well. So if you're going to go camping, obviously you need a tent, you need some shelter, um, you need a sleeping bag. I would definitely, 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 and I'll tell you what I use, and it's wonderful, is a yoga mat. So you put a yoga mat in your tent and then set your... Uh, uh, sleeping bag on top of it. But as you're going to set your tent up, uh, one of the things you want to do is make sure that there's no rocks and things like that and make sure it's a clear area. And also make sure that you're not putting your tent on top of an ant bed. All right, so uh, let's go through and it would be a good time if you can pause, if, you're, if you can't, um, to make a couple notes. You can go back and listen to the thing. So, obviously, we need a, a tent, a uh, yoga mat, and a sleeping bag, okay? Or you can, there are uh, camping-specific uh, pads, but I've noticed that a yoga mat actually is just as good and usually a lot less expensive than just the standard camping mats. I don't recommend anything you have to blow up, okay? Um, because it, unless you have a, a, a battery-powered uh, unit that blows air, um, you know, a pump, that just takes away from having fun. Uh, so I would definitely just get a yoga mat or something that's already done and not worry about, and I, and honestly blow up, uh, mattresses and things like that. Uh, it's your preference, but I don't like them. All right. Um, all right. So we, we want to make sure we have those things covered. You also want to make sure that if you're going to have a campfire, what is allowed and what is not allowed. Okay, and do they and is there wood there or are you going to have to take wood with you? So, you know, you want to make sure because a lot of national forests have burn bans because of dry conditions and things like that. So you definitely want to reach out to park rangers and make sure that if you can have a campfire, again, what's allowed and what's not. Some places will allow you to have a campfire in a um, in like a chimenea type camp, uh, I'm sorry, a chimney type uh, uh, campfire where it's enclosed or has a some sort of uh, screen over the top of it to eliminate sparks and things like that. A lot of beaches allow for that um, because the wind can carry the sparks a long way. So um, then you want to think about what am I going to need? Well, you're going to need a chair to sit in and stuff like that. So, you know, folding chairs and things like that are going to be the call of the day. Um, and then you need to figure food and water and figure a little extra, especially in water. Okay. Cause you never know, uh, what could happen. You know, you've got to think about this. You're going to have to Wash off your dishes if there's not uh, water at the campground. If you're truly dry camping, you know, a lot of primitive sites are not going to have places where you can go and wash off dishes and things like that. Um, or there's not a, a river or anything like that running through where you can go down and, and rinse off dinner dishes and things like that. The... Uh, and you certainly want to make sure that you have a way to dispose of trash and... Uh, 
and be responsible when you're out uh, in the wild. And also on the water thing, let me go back to this. You want to make sure that you have enough water for everybody and then you want to make sure and then times that by one. So make sure that there are, and and what I mean by that, times that by one to two days more than what you think because we're out in the wild. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what might happen, and we don't know if we get stranded. Um, We definitely water, uh, especially... if you're in a in an area where there's not readily available water, uh, you also want to think about putting a couple of uh, survival straws. These are straws that let's say you do have a creek by you. If you here's the thing with water, okay, water out in nature, there could be things way up the river that. If you knew we're in the river, you'd go, gross, I'm not drinking that. But if you have a survival straw, you're able to drink the water without hopefully getting any tummy bacterias that, uh, and because bacteria lives in water real easily, okay? And there's a lot of bacteria. If you're not used to drinking that type of water, uh, and most people aren't, even if you're a naturist, um, you know, you can, you can get real sick real fast, real quick. And it can it can cause all kinds of issues. And remember, there's not a bathroom we can run to, so uh, you want to make sure that you don't, especially get tummy sick. So always have a couple of survival straws. Uh, have one or two for each person in the in your party. Uh, have one for the kids. Have one for mom and dad. And just make sure that you know that's in in the uh, stuff that you have. And I, I would put it with my first aid kit and stuff like that. You know that you uh, definitely want to have uh, a way if you had to drink uh, water or it got in a situation where you had to drink water from a pond or something like that. Uh, you definitely want to make sure because just boiling it ain't gonna help you. All right, because you'd have to boil it, but you're going to have to boil it long enough to distill it. Okay, and that can take a couple hours. All right, and you're not going to, if you have an open campfire, that's one thing. You can boil some water. That way you're not using up the, uh, the straws. But if you definitely need to let the water boil for a good while, you know, it needs to be able to distill uh, to make sure that your tummies are safe. All right. Um, and then food, you know, make sure you've got good food. Make sure you've got enough ice that's going to last if you're having to keep things that are cold, uh, you know. And you also want to make sure that everything is in airtight containers, okay? Um, and you want to keep that away from your camping area, all right? So the, the critters will come and they can smell. Uh, for example, coyotes can smell from a long way away, it's not that these animals are coming in to hurt you. They're hungry, and if it's an easy uh, get to, then you know that's one thing. If you're going to cook, and you're going to uh, have like bacon grease and things like that, you need to be real careful and watch where you're uh, uh, putting this. You need to, you know, not leave stuff out where critters can smell it. Um, you know, that's, and if you're frying or doing something like that, um, which is fine, just make sure that you do it away from your tents, away from where you sleep, uh, and make sure that you clean better than you've ever cleaned before. Because again, a lot of animals, a lot of critters 
can smell from literally a mile away, okay? And if something as yummy as bacon grease or bacon, uh, fish, things like that, you need to make sure that you didn't spill that stuff around your tent. Make sure that kids are not eating in their tent, Okay, these are these are really important things and that will help you to not have little raccoons come smelling around and things like that. Again, they're not there to hurt you, but you drew them in because of food and food odor. So just keeping everything in a airtight uh, container, um, disposing of trash properly and that type of thing and keeping them away from your campsite. So you want to be able to uh, lift things up off the ground and keep stuff that uh, you don't want uh, animals to smell. And you want to do this, you know, a pretty good distance from your, uh, from your campsite because you definitely do not want to draw in just, you know, critters coming in to, to, to say hi. We'd like a hot dog too. So that's uh, a very, very important. Okay, and uh, you can read more about that, and and we have some stuff on our website where you can uh, read about safety and kids' safety out in the in the wild. So making sure that you have um, uh, shelter, something to keep you warm. Always take a warm, you know, even if it's just a fleece coat or some sort of of uh, sweatpants or things like that. Sometimes in the evenings. Uh, it can get really chilly, so make sure even if it's if even if it's the dead of summer, make sure that you do have some warm clothes because temperatures can change for a lot of reasons. So make sure you have some good warm clothes uh, just as a backup in case you get chilled at night. The uh, uh, food, you know, easy stuff to fix, easy things that are you know freeze dried food that you can. Uh, uh, it's not very good, <laughs> you know, but it's not bad. And, uh, you know, if you go fishing, you know, make sure if you're cleaning fish, you know, and that type of thing, make sure you're doing it down by the riverside, you know, uh, putting uh, guts and stuff like that and throw it back in the water. You know, there's plenty of things in the river that'll eat it. And uh, just make sure that you wash your hands very thoroughly, you know, um, hand sanitizer, take some things that are really going to clean your hands really, really well, um, you know, and make sure that also that you have good lights, all right, and that you have fresh batteries. So make sure that, because one of the things you can do is if you, if you are able to have a campfire is before you go to bed is throw a couple other, and a couple more logs onto the fire, you know, light and fire helps keep uh, critters away, uh, you, but it will burn out before the morning. So one of the things you can do is put a couple of lanterns on the perimeter of your, of your campsite just to have some light, just to keep, uh, keep critters away and that type of thing. So, um, and there may be some ambient light that's out there that, but you don't have to have anything strong, just stuff that, uh, uh, critters tend to stay away from, they may get a little curious and you wouldn't even know they were there, uh, but you want to make sure that, uh, uh, like I said, a campfire is the best way to keep uh, all kinds of stuff away from your campsite because they just uh, are not going to come in and go, oh, that looks like a warm fire. Maybe I'll lay by it. No, it doesn't work that way. So um, 
but if you can't, then uh, keeping an area lit up a little bit uh, with just, like I said, some sort of ambient light, LED light uh, that'll burn all night, that's not a, a bad thing to do. Make sure that if kids are sleeping in a separate tent, that they have a flashlight that's easily accessible, something that they can get to, to turn on the light. And we need to talk to them about if critters come and start sticking their nose on the tent and stuff like that. Uh, it's easier said than done, but to have kids not freak out. Um, again, it's not that animals are coming in to hurt you. They're just curious. And chances of them coming in are pretty remote. But if you're in places where they're used to people, they may come in just because... Uh, uh, people are curious. The other thing that I would highly recommend you not do is feed them. You know, don't feed raccoons, don't feed deer, don't because they will come back. Not only that, but you're also hurting that animal because one of the things is if you're feeding them hot dogs, how many hot dog stands do you see out in the wild? Well, probably none. Okay, there's a reason for that. So these are things that just like you and me, they have digestive systems that aren't used to that. Plus, you don't want them to get unsafe because they come into places where they might get hurt. They might get hit by a car or somebody might get freak out and shoot one. Okay, don't feed the animals. That is a bad, 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 bad mistake. If there's ducks in the pond and people are feeding them, that's one thing. But if you're feeding raccoons and stuff like that, guess what they remember? And they get too friendly. They need to have a healthy respect of humans, just as humans need to have a healthy respect for them. And you don't want to feed them things that are unnatural to their digestive system, unnatural for them to eat. They need to get their food in the wild. Don't train them to do it. I don't care how cute you think it is or how much fun you might think it is. It is dangerous to the animal. Don't do it, okay? Um so, you know, when you're out camping, you know, beans are a good thing to take with you. Um, that type, you know, th things that you can throw out of a can, but don't think burying a can or burying trash or burying things is going to keep an animal. Remember, what do drug dogs do? They find stuff that is covered in coffee. They find stuff that's stuffed into things. Well, the animal world is full of, of things where these animals have been conditioned to forage. So as they forage for food, guess what their senses are? They're heightened. So, it, you know, unless you can uh, bury grease about four foot down in a hole, you know, um, then, you know, figure out a way to take it out with you. And it honestly is better not to have... Uh, grease if you can get used butters and things like that stuff that's easily washed away and washed out um that would be the call of the day you know and don't clean dishes by the campsite go at least 25 to 30 yards away from your campsite and and do your washing and then try to cover up uh all of that with some dirt just so it soaks up you know but if you can uh get further away, it's even better, okay? So these are all camping 101 things you need to think about. So we have our shelter, we have our warmth, we have our sleeping bags, we have our yoga mats and all the things that we need to, to do that. Um, and we have our food and water situation uh, 
done up. Now, knowing where you're going camping, you know, asking park rangers, is there anything that we need to uh, worry about? For example, bears, mountain lions, snakes, uh, these type of things. Trust me, none of these animals want to see you, okay? So don't get freaked out. You got a better chance um, of being hurt in a car wreck going to the campground than you do by an animal at the campground, okay? So uh, park rangers will know... Uh, They'll, they'll just give you the same safety tips I'm giving you. Make sure that you wash everything. Make sure that kids don't have chips and stuff and they don't have snacks in their tent. Moms, snacks are not good in the tent. I don't care if it's a gummy bear. I don't care if it's uh, saltine crackers. I don't care if it's apple slices, you know. No, nothing we don't eat in our tent because crumbs can even draw in, Okay. And remember, these, these animals have heightened senses because that's what they have to have in order to survive in, the na in nature. Okay, so don't let children... In fact, you might even frisk them before they go into the uh, deal and, and tell them this is, that mommy's not playing. You know, this is, this is important. Do not let your children eat food in a tent that's outside where any type of animal is present because they're going to get the whiff and smell it. I don't, they, you know, and, uh, uh, and that can, that can add to some, you know, some scary things going on in the campsite. All right. Um, kids are going to freak out cause they don't know what animals are doing. When the kids freak out, the animals going to freak out, yada, yada, yada. Um, so just be safe is the call of the day. All right. And, um, uh, uh, make sure that you have, uh, uh, like I said, plenty of batteries, a first aid kit uh, of some sort. You don't have to have anything fancy. Um, some bug spray is obviously uh, something that I think uh, most people will think of. And uh, you want some suntan lotion because uh, if you're going somewhere to altitude, that's putting you closer to the sun. So you'll sunburn a lot uh, easier. Even if it's cool outside, you want to make sure that kids got good uh, uh, suntan, a good sports suntan lotion. It's not going to come off because they get sweaty and things like that. So make sure that you have all of the items like you would take, like if you were going to the beach, that's, that's a good, uh, you know, where you have suntan lotions and things for uh, bug bites and all that type of thing. And, uh, you know, you can find out from the, uh, like we were talking about just a moment ago, you can find out from the, the, uh, the rangers at wherever you are, uh, or some campground manager or something like that. If you're going to go hiking, where are the best trails to take children? If you have kids, where are the best trails to take pets? So let's talk a little bit about pets. Here's the thing that, that happens. Like for example, and I didn't even think about this. Um, a bunch of years ago, I moved to South Texas and was living uh, on the Gulf Coast. And for those of you that follow uh, other things that I do, know that I have a dog named Glitzy. And, and she's, uh, she's in all of our films. She's in all of, I talk about her all the time. And uh, she's a big part of my life. Well, I was walking her on the beach because she was, you know, way younger then and she's a little older girl now but um, back then I was letting her walk on the beach and she was just going around and doing things and you would think as you're sitting there 
on the beach, you're you're not really worried about. I mean, we were out in a out in the middle of nowhere. There were no other dogs. There were no people. I didn't. You know, the worst thing she was doing is going and rolling in seaweed and smelling bad. So anyway, she's walking, and we were kind of close to the dunes, and so a lady stopped and and. And she said, "Oh my God, she's so cute!" And and I and I called her over, and, and she was petting uh, Glitzy, and she was talking to me. And she goes, "She goes, well, how long have you been here?" And I said, "Well, we just moved here, uh, literally a few days ago." And I thought I'd bring her out, and she said, "Well, let me just tell you something about the dunes, okay? Not only are they infested with rattlesnakes, but coyotes live out there, lots of them." And the dunes are absolutely infested with rattlesnakes. And I went, oh, good. And I would have never, honestly, never really thought of that because I'm at the beach. You don't think of rattlesnakes at the beach and you don't think of uh, coyotes. You know, I just didn't think about that. And so subsequently... I don't walk her close to the deals and and, and 99% of the time, unless I'm letting her chase seabirds into the water um, and she doesn't really do that much anymore, uh, I just kept her on leash. So no matter how much, especially if you're in a mountainous area, you know, and you have a dog, no matter how well trained you think they are, Here's the problem in the rub, you know, is yes, we all want to let them run around and, and, you know, be a dog and stuff like that. I get that. But let's say that you did run into a bear. Well, what do you, if your dog's off leash, what do you think your dog's going to do? Okay. If you have a dog that loves you as much as you love him, he's going to protect you. What do you think your dog's chances are against a bear? And what do you think his chances are against a mountain lion? Well, slim slim to none. One swipe of a bear claw with, you know, four-inch nails and or one bite from a mountain lion or a swipe of his claw. And don't think your dog can outrun either one. They can't. And uh, so that could end in tragedy. So keeping your dog leashed. But finding out places that, you know, park rangers say, well, this is a safe place to go. And I can tell you one other story um, that was funny with Glitzy when she was littler or younger. I shouldn't say littler. She was younger. And uh, we're walking out uh, and I've got her up on a deck. Okay, mind you. And it's probably and we're at a we're at a bird. We're at a bird uh, sanctuary. And so we're up and we're walking down. And I honestly, again, not thinking, I put Glitzy down on the on the boardwalk, not thinking anything could go wrong. And we're walking down the boardwalk. And she's kind of behind me and, and I'm taking pictures and doing my thing. And, and then all of a sudden, I don't hear the little pitter-patter of her claws on the thing and next thing I know, she comes out of the corner of my eye. She had jumped off the um, boardwalk. And guess what? <clears throat> there was this whole big, huge thing of birds. Well, Glitzy loves to chase birds. It's her thing. She doesn't hurt them and she doesn't do anything. She can't catch them. So anyway, 
she darts off and she is hauling ass no matter how much I'm saying, Glancy, Glancy, stop. She ain't stopping, okay? So this is my point about the things. Well, what makes this story funny in a way is all of a sudden you see these people coming out from these blinds and a guy using very bad language going, cut, cut, cut. Well, the birds that were there were a rare species of bird, of seabirds. And there was a documentary being shot by two different universities. Um, the Texas Department of Wildlife was there. The game wardens were there. And Glitzy went and scattered these birds while they were filming them. So I'm going, oh, God. We've, you know, I'm going to be on the, the eight, 10 o'clock news. You know, man and his dog, you know, and I, I, so I'm sitting there dumbfounded and they won't let me get off and glitch. And so what's cute is, is glitzy. There's two game wardens trying to catch glitzy. Well, she ain't have. She thinks they're playing. So she's barking and running around. You know how dogs do. She's barking and running. And she's uh, to make this even better. She's half Chihuahua and half Pomeranian. So it's not like she's some giant dog. She's little. Okay. Real little. And, but thinks, you know, she's the size of a mountain. And so, anyway, um, they're trying to catch her. Well, the cameraman's laughing his ass off, and one of the camera guys is filming these guys doing it because you got these two big, big old boy uh, game wardens sitting there, and I'm telling them, and they're telling me, stay on the, stay on the boardwalk, do not get off. So I'm standing there because I'm being ordered not to get off, and I said, I'll catch her if you'll just let me get her. And uh, finally, one of them, uh, finally, she kind of rolled over on her back and the guy pet her. And he wasn't being mean. They weren't being mean by at all. You know, they were just trying to catch her. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so these guys tell me, they go, why is she not on a leash? And I said, I, I said, honestly, I'm, we're on the boardwalk. I had no idea she would even, and nobody's here. I didn't see you guys. You guys, you know, and we were walking down the boardwalk, not doing anything. And I said, I'm sorry, I know she loves to chase birds. And so they began to tell me about, I didn't know that these were rare birds and that it was really kind of a big deal that they even came there. And so one of the guys, so the game wardens, kind of, the game wardens at this point aren't being very nice to me. They're, they're real pissed and, I, and rightfully so. And so... You know, they're talking pretty stern to me and they're, you know, going through the whole thing. It's like getting a traffic stop going 100. You know, uh, they ain't going to be real nice. And so anyway, we're we're doing all this and, I, and I'm really sick. I'm like, oh, my God. I said, please. I, I said, did we do something? I said, if we did something bad, I said, I, I, I was like, oh, my God. And I was just, I was sick. I was just absolutely sick about it. And, and uh and one of the scientists said, no, he said, here's the thing. He said, well, because he, he was telling these guys to kind of lighten up on me. He said, gentlemen, hold on, hold on. He said, everybody needs to calm down for a minute. He said, first off, his dog is no different than if, if a coyote had ran out there trying to catch him or a raccoon or I said, the, the birds don't know. They just know it's a, a yapping you know, animal coming out. And that's why they flew off. He said, he said, once we all settle down, get back in and leave it, they'll probably come right back here. 
He said, once they don't see danger, they'll, they'll probably, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be here for a while. They'll, they've got away from the danger and then they'll start, they'll come back. We just all need to, you know, do all this stuff. And, and then after everybody calmed down and had a, you know, uh, had a Coke and a smile, if you will, um, they were playing back the game wardens trying to catch Glitzy and, and everybody was laughing and having a good time. They, they ended up not giving me anything but a very stern warning, you know, and and letting me, you know, and and honestly, they were kind of surprised that she jumped off. But she loves chasing birds so much that she and the and the the boardwalk is kind of a not too high for her to jump off of, obviously, and hurt herself. But it was high enough that you were like, oh my god. But my point is, is that we were also in a water thing there could have been water moccasins there could have been all kinds of nasty critters that could have gotten her okay um you know so uh that's why i say even though um you think that they're in a safe situation chances are they're probably not so make sure that your pets may especially at night make sure your pets are secure make sure they're in the tent with you and sleeping and make sure that you have a way to grab them because if a if a even if it's squirrels you know dogs are going to hear it and dogs are going to smell them and dogs are going to start growling you know you want to make sure that um uh your your babies are secure okay and just take good care of them and then know the environment where you are and so that's why i say always check with park rangers because then you can find out if there's any critters you really need to be worried about okay um and just so you know if you're going to be out in desert areas and things like that you can get um rattlesnake shots for your dog um i i know people that have done it uh that you know uh, you can get them. It's it's not terribly expensive. It's a couple, two or three hundred dollars. Um, but if you're going to take your dog out there, and and trust me, that first thing that they put into in looking at rattlesnakes is their snout, and that's where they typically get bit in the head. Okay, and if they've got the shot, they're just going to swell up like a balloon, and uh, and your dog's more likely to survive that bite. Okay, and uh, so, and if you live out in the desert, that's a good idea to have your dog uh, uh, get that uh, anti-venom shot so that they can survive a bite in case they get into it. So check with your vet on that for sure and make sure that, uh, that they have the proper uh, shots so that if you get out somewhere and they get bit by something that uh, your, your baby will survive. Uh, be sick, but they'll definitely survive. So, having, sorry, we had a little glitch there, but we're uh, uh, kind of going to, we're going to wind this down now. Um, so, anyway, just having, you know, enough food and making sure that you keep everything away from the campground, but also you are, will be very, very surprised at how easy it is to find a place to go camping a uh, place to go tent camping. A lot of places also will have cabins and things like that. They may be primitive cabins, but you can also uh, do that where you have a little bit better shelter. Um, the uh, uh, the wonderful thing about camping is, is it gets kids out. Um, you know, if you can, 
make sure just everybody puts their phone in, uh, turns their phone off and just enjoy nature. You would be surprised. You know, if you need to unplug for a little time and, and get out and, and uh, just, you know, you need a break, but you can't take a, you know, you're not in a situation where, uh, especially with what's going on in the world with uh, uh, COVID and things like that, if you can get out in nature, guess what you can do? You can breathe some fresh air. You can get some vitamin D from the sun, you know, which uh, uh, helps. And you can really just, spiritually unwind you know get uh uh, get yourself in a situation where you go oh man thank you thank you thank you thank you and uh uh be grateful you know for all that is and and uh really just kind of recharge your batteries if only for a day or two you know you'd be surprised at how much just being out you know especially at night you know looking at a campfire just sitting there you know having a uh, for me, it's a, you know, it's a cognac and a cigar, you know, I just, uh, that's just enjoyment to me, you know, the quiet cognac and a cigar and usually glitzy snoring in my lap, you know, and, uh, and that's just a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. And you can, uh, seriously find places, even if you live in an urban, you know, a big metropolitan area, you can find places that are actually within driving distance that are pretty badass that you probably didn't even know about. Check with your state parks. You know, it doesn't have to be a national park, but your state parks, um, all states are going to have a department of wildlife and that type of thing. And, and, or, you know, some place where they've aggregated all that information about state parks where you can go and find out, um, Um, you know, and a lot of times where you can go and find out and what I want to get to is, uh, find out, uh, off the beaten path stuff. You can ask park rangers, Hey, where's a a place that, you know, if I just really wanted to peace and quiet, you know, a lot of families are going to be a little louder, which is fine. That's all part of camping. But if you need a place where you just would like some peace and quiet, you know, park rangers are going to be your very best uh, uh, resource for that. Um, call them and just say, hey, where's a good spot in the park where, you know, I'm kind of not completely away from everybody, but maybe, you know, far enough where I can just enjoy some solitude and peace and quiet because there is a whole lot to be said for that. So you will find that um, easily and easily enough. Um, and always, like I say in Everything that we write about, all of our videos, we always end this way. Leave your campsite, leave where you are better than you found it, okay? If you uh, uh, make sure that you, if you are allowed to put a campfire, make sure that you drop more than enough water on it to make sure, uh, cover it with dirt, make sure that that it is out, okay? Kind of poke through it. You know, have a have maybe a little shovel that you can make around and make sure that there's no burn because a uh, that burning embers can start forest fires and brush fires and make sure that whatever camp uh, site you have that you uh, clean it up. Make sure that you don't leave any beer cans, Coke cans. Uh, make sure you're not leaving anything that could hurt an animal uh, uh, because they may try to to 
get, you know, lick inside a, a can, cut their tongues, all kinds of things that can happen, you guys. And it's just not fair to animals uh, for us to go into their environment and not leave it better than we found it, you know. Um, <clears throat> make sure you have a way to dispose of human waste. Make sure you have a way to dispose of your trash and other things, uh, you know, and make sure that uh, all of that is stowed properly and disposed of properly, all right? And <clears throat> just take care of nature that takes care of us. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed that. It was, uh, and if, like, if you have any questions, if you're a newbie to uh, camping and stuff like that, that's kind of one of the things that we're all about is getting people outdoors, getting you having fun. So reach out to us, ask questions. Uh, we can certainly help you find resources and stuff like that. Uh, camping is not expensive, you guys. So it's something you can do, something you could do at the drop of a hat. Um, you know, keep you a little bug out bag uh, filled at home and say, you know what, ah, let's go camping tonight. You know, dads, you get home on a Friday and maybe the kids and, and, and give mama a little weekend break and take the kids out and go camping. You know, especially if, if you've got a stay at home mom and a, and a working dad, you know, dad, I know you're, you're tired, but, you know, take the kids out camping. You know, just heck, all you got to take is a bunch of hot dogs and maybe some sandwich meat and things like that and, and go have some fun. Give mom a little break and, and dad can have some of that one-on-one -on -one time that mom gets all the time with your children. Because remember, don't be too busy making a life to have a life. Okay? All right. Well, cool. Have fun, guys. Get out there camping. Hope to see you at the campground soon. And like I said, reach out to us if you have any uh, questions, and we would be happy to share resources and things like that with you. All right. So this is Flight Risk Outdoors, your chance to escape. I'm your host, Robert Bruton. Bye for now.